Today's reading is from John chapter 15, reading verses 12 to 17. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Amen. Thank you, Ian. Um, and now let us give a, a round of applause and welcome Janet Addy. Morning, everyone. Morning. Morning. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> um, so um, this is a, uh, we'll start off with a, a very similar question to what I've asked everyone so far, um, but I've tried to ask it in slightly a different way. Um, what do you think your abiding memory of the pandemic will be? I've got several. One is, I think, if I see cherry blossom, it will remind me that we, Ian and I, were so nearly on the ship in Yokohama Harbor. We were due to be there two weeks after the pandemic broke out on that ship. So we may never get to Japan, who knows? But I will always remember that. I will always remember the journey home because we went to Mexico and you folks were in lockdown when we came home. And that was a worrying time for us traveling back we fully expected to go into quarantine, and that didn't happen. Mm. Um, we arrived at the airport, and nothing. So we hired a car, and Ian bravely drove all the way back to Ellen, because we didn't want to go back into London. So I will always remember that sort of journey. But I think for me, really, uh, the abiding memory um, will be um, folks in hospital, uh, the care they receive from the NHS staff, and particularly locally, the situation in our care homes. And it was heartbreaking to see and hear about families standing at windows saying hello to their loved ones. And I think for me, um, whether mistakes were made in sending folk back, um, back to their care home, but that, I think, um, watching that on television, and we were obviously unable to do anything about it. So mm -hmm. I think for me that mostly mm -hmm. was the suffering of people mm -hmm. in hospitals and care homes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely. Um, so just to shift a little bit to another, another question, um, what's been your favorite EPC online thing during the lockdown? There have been loads of things. Um, 
um, that we all, we couldn't have got through the pandemic without the church family. Um, and obviously my weekly recording of me singing was challenging <laughs> at times because uh, I'm happy to be in a choir but not happy to sing solo. So that was always a challenge in sending it in. I think, um, I think the opportunity to take more time to pray, the Friday morning prayers that mm -hmm. really has developed um, from the, the few folk that came every Friday morning to loads of folk throughout Scotland even um, gathering on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that um, has been fantastic. Sunday evening prayers, the prayers for hope. I think we all sat there on a Sunday night and thought, right, that's one more week, and we hope for the vaccine, which I think mm -hmm. prayers were, were, were answered there. And the fact we were praying with folks throughout the world. And, um, and thanks to Sandra, too. I think we're on week 73, 74. <laughs> Every week, Sandra puts up on Facebook, are we saying are we, the candle is there? And that, that has been, that's mm -hmm. been super as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I realized at the beginning I didn't ask you to say a bit about yourself, but this next question um, I ask you as the pastoral care coordinator, which you are the pastoral mm -hmm. care coordinator for the church. So um, we'll kind of go back. Tell us a bit about you and how you came to be the pastoral care coordinator. I know that's not a question I put in there, but, but just tell us a bit how more about you. Intr introduce yourself um, again, which I, I failed to do at the beginning. I took over from Alison Young, who was, was mm -hmm. the first pastoral Care coordinator. I think mm -hmm. um, it was seen there was a need for um, someone to coordinate the, the support that folks were getting. So um, myself, Marjorie Duncan, and Peter mm -hmm. and Alistair used to meet once a fortnight on a Tuesday, and we would just have a news basically about what was going on mm -hmm. and uh, if there were funeral services, um, folks that have moved into care homes folks who needed flowers, so we, we sat down and, and it was very much then going to develop as the neighborhoods of care developed, and of course the pandemic came along mm -hmm. before we were ready to launch it, and everything else then changed. Yes, um, and, so and so that's, that's kind of the, the question that comes out of that is, you became the pastoral care coordinator, and then obviously everything goes from things being in person to we're not allowed to see each other. So how, how did you adapt to do pastoral care during, during the lockdowns? Well, we were obviously very lucky, or I was very lucky. Things had been put in place by the time I got back. And obviously the development team and then the contact folk of each neighborhood of care, absolutely fantastic. And all the people in those teams, and I think there are something like 80 people who uh, regularly kept in touch. So mm -hmm. my role has been on a, a Sunday, Ulster has um, an update for everyone that gets sent round. And then um, just to, again, get the communication back as to who, who, who was perhaps ill, who was struggling, and that's where the Basics Barn team came in and mm -hmm. so forth. So it's very much been a team effort. The WhatsApp group, or as I call it, my family, the WhatsApp group, because usually <laughs> something's up if I hear from them. Um, so it's been a team, it's been a team effort. Mm -hmm. um, 
you will know from the point of view of funeral services, mm -hmm. it's been um, it's been a, a great challenge um, for all times that, that we had. I remember having three members of a family um, mm -hmm. with the undertakers at the cemetery and not being able to take our masks off and things. And that has been a journey for us. And mm -hmm. thankfully, things have, things have improved since then. Yeah. But phoning a family up, hearing, trying to get the life stories because you want to do the best for them. That mm -hmm. has been an, an overriding challenge, but we've, I think we've, we've uh, mm -hmm. we're getting there with, uh, with that. Yeah. And uh, so that's been that. Mm -hmm. um, so the first um, hymn that you've chosen is What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Good, good old hymn. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a bit about this yeah. hymn and why you've chosen it. Yeah, the three, the three I've chosen today almost chose themselves because once I'd agreed, um, these three came out at me. They're not necessarily my favorite hymns either, but they <laughs> came out at me as being fitting in this time. What a friend we have in Jesus, a Victorian hymn, a stirring hymn, a gospel mm -hmm. hymn. And it just, for me, fits um, that he is. He is, for me, my best friend. Sorry, Ian. My best <laughs> friend. And I can carry everything. He's, he's the person that knows me uh, the best. And again, sometimes we go around the houses and all we need to do is just sit down and pray and keep praying and the answers do come, maybe not in the way that we expect them, but um, we cause ourselves a lot of angst by not going um, to God in prayer. Um, it's just such a stirring hymn. And it was written by someone who was going through uh, angst at, at the time. Um, which again, I think, mm -hmm. um, but the, the, the words are, are super. There's a bit about, mm -hmm. do thy friends despise, forsake thee? And, and certainly in, in my lifetime, my family have gone through a bit of, of, of that. The people that we thought were friends didn't stand by mm -hmm. us during uh, really difficult times. And that final word, you find a solace or something about that he, he is there and at the end of the day. And it was interesting that the children's hymn <laughs> as well, it's all about he is there, he mm -hmm. is our, our pal, as yes. the kids would say. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so now we will share that hymn together. Um, now that we're standing, things are a bit different. We had been sitting up here. Would you like to stay sitting? We can stay up here or you can, we can head back. We'll, we'll go down. We'll go down. And, and together we will stand and sing our next hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. So, was faith part of your life growing up? Yes, like, like many folks mm -hmm. here, um, I was brought up in faith in a small yeah. church um, about eight miles from here, Ardali Church, on the road to Mintlock, where it was my mum's home church. Okay. And my dad was the treasurer of the church for many years. Mm -hmm. My brother blew the organ, which some folks might think, what an air. He went into a wee cupboard behind the organ and cranked a handle to mm. uh, get the air into the organ, mm. usually with his Beano <laughs> to read. Mm. And mum was in the guild and the choir and so mm -hmm. forth. So we grew up okay. in that church, although I was born in Ellen, came to school in Ellen, but we, we went to church. Mm -hmm. uh, wonderful, happy times right through to my teenage years. Um, joined mm. the church there. And um, then, sadly, the church closed. Mm 
and we came to Ellen, but by that time I'd gone to, gone to university, although in my teenage years I used to be a locum organ player for some of the country churches. Oh, right. Don't want to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did scripture union at school mm -hmm. um, as well. Um, like folks, sometimes when you go to university, things drift a bit, and that's what happened. I used to work on a Sunday mm -hmm. at the Buckingham Hotel. I came back, and I worked there for about 14 years, all told. <laughs> um, and I think it was, um, it was just when I came, gradually came back, when mum and dad moved to Ellen, and, mm -hmm. and um, I think when my son was born, um, I came back, and after his christening, I think I, I came back mm -hmm. regularly. Nice. Yeah, so that was, um, that, that's very good into my next question, which is, is there a time that faith became more your own? So you, around the time that your son was born, you came back. W what about that um, brought, brought you back in, into that um, feeling of I faith? Th I, th yeah. I think it was always a a need in me to take stock on a Sunday of how the week had gone, mm -hmm. and um, it helped help me get through the next week as I, as I um, was a busy mom, I was a head teacher by that time, and life had a lot of challenges um, in it, and um, I always felt I needed to come on a Sunday, and that stained glass window has <laughs> has uh, seen me through many mm -hmm. a challenging times. But I always said, when somebody said, would I join the choir? I said, no, I need my fix of the stained glass <laughs> window. But it was a time, and in those days, it was very much worship on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. And um, um, that was my time, and I felt more and more that I needed, mm -hmm. I needed God. And I also needed the community, the, the community here of, wor of worshipers to helped me through a lot through my, through my time. And my school community in Peterhead, mm -hmm. very much a worshipping school, and they helped me through difficult times as well. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the next song that you've picked is uh, The Lord's My Shepherd. And um, if you flip through CH4, you'll find about 15 or so different <laughs> settings of The Lord's My Shepherd. But you've chosen um, a more modern arrangement by Stuart Townend. Um, so talk a bit about this song and why you've chosen it. I'll always think of Alison Young when I think of this one because at choir, she introduced this one to mm -hmm. us. Um, for me, in his version, it's the, the phrase, I will trust in you alone, uh, not God, just you, so very much directed mm -hmm. at God, and your endless mercy follows me. But I've chosen this version on, on um, YouTube because it features the river flowing. And I've had lived in five different places in Ellen, and we have a holiday home in Aviemore, and they've all been near a river. Uh, and I'm a Piscean, so water, sea, whatever. And I think it reflects our lives. Some days it's calm, some days it's choppy. But life flows on just, just like the river. So I find that a great comfort as well. But fantastic hymn, Stuart Townend wrote, Christ Alone, loads of mm -hmm. our favorite, yeah. favorite hymns. Mm -hmm. But for me, this version, yeah. All right. Um, so we'll share that together as a... Um,
as a bit of a reflection, both this and, and the next hymn. So we have um, a YouTube video that you can um, sit and enjoy as it plays. So thank you for, for sharing that oh, one with it's us. It's just lovely, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sets you up. Um, so I want to hear from you a bit about um, why you do some of the stuff you do in the church. What motivates you? You're the pastoral care coordinator. You also do funerals for us. You volunteer doing um, loads of other things. As you said, you would record yourself for the choir videos throughout lockdown. What, what motivates you for that? I find this one the most difficult <laughs> question. Um, um, those who know me know that I'm a pretty self-motivated person, um, sometimes too much so, Ian, and yeah, he's going to hold me back. Um, um, I, I really think that, that, quite simply, the love of God, and I, I enjoy being with people, and I enjoy helping people, and certainly from the point of view of funerals, I found that something that I could help, and I could free you folks up um, um, to, you, to do um, your jobs, and I, it's, a, it's just a great privilege um, to conduct funeral services, and I always feel God wa walks with me, um, and again, love, love working in a team, mm -hmm. um, I really do, and um, the church is very much our family, and, and sometimes it's difficult to quantify why you do something, mm -hmm. but, but you do it. You, um, um, it's a difficult one, but it's, mm -hmm. it's something, it's definitely the love of God and doing the best you can while you are here so that mm -hmm. um, at the end of your life you can say, right, I did my best. And, and, um, and, and it's what you get back from folks as, as well. So all the little kindnesses through lockdown and um, given as well as received have really kept us all, us all going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is another a big question that I've asked in various ways to, to just about everyone we've interviewed. Where do you see church and faith heading after the pandemic? Well, I think things have changed entirely. I think we've, we've all realized that church is not about this building or the stained glass window, but it's, it's really about a community of, mm -hmm. of people um, sharing God's love and being there for each other. So I think, I think hopefully we now move away from um, doing church uh, to being church mm -hmm. and whatever, uh, whatever form that takes. So it's moving forward, it's leaving behind things and it's moving forward. And it's, it's scary, but it's exciting at the same time. And the idea of the, the community hub um, is so exciting and, and look forward to hearing what, what the committee uh, come up with and lead us to. So I think it is, it is an exciting time and we've been so lucky in the ministry team and, and the team leaders and just everybody that we have. And the church may be smaller, I think we have mm -hmm. to maybe accept that, but I think it will be a worshipping, um, meaningful church moving forward and there's a huge need as we've seen, and folk have been asking, for example, this last week, what about the coffee shop? What's going to happen? What's, mm -hmm. you, you know, and there is that feeling of wanting to come and 
be with like-minded folks. So it's exciting times, mm. scary times, mm -hmm. but it, I think I think we'll get there with, yeah. uh, with the people and mm -hmm. to make sure that we nurture our young folk coming mm -hmm. through because they're our, they're our future. Mm -hmm. It's lovely when you see the wee ones <laughs> and there's Angus today. He's happy. Great. Let's, <laughs> keep, <laughs> let's keep them worshipping and happy. Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely. Your, your last song is a fun one, and, and this is uh, Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky. Um, oh, yes. we, we will have that one also on video. I, I've not um, tasked Ashley and Bevan with having to, to figure out how to play Spirit in the Sky. Tell us a bit about this, why, you, why you've chosen it. And this, is, this is one of my funeral ones, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this one, we, as a teenager, I think mm -hmm. about 14, we got a record player and my dad wasn't into frivolous things, but we got a record player and we found a 10 shilling note under the stair carpet and we were allowed to buy a record. And this is the one we bought. Mm. And um, it's one that always fills me with joy. I love rock music. I love dancing to this one. I won't do it today, but <laughs> I love dancing to this one. But the words as well, you know. When I die, lay me to rest, God, to go to the place that is best. You know, it's, it's a bit twee, the words and all the rest of it. It's only hit he had. Um, and, and I always laughed at the bit, um, never been a sinner, I've never sinned. But because I've got a friend in Jesus, well, I've got a friend in Jesus, but we, we've all sinned. But just the music and just the happy feeling that mm -hmm. at the end of our lives, um, God will be there um, mm -hmm. waiting for us and welcoming us yeah. home. So it is. It's an amazing song. Mm -hmm. And um, Doug Winchester would tell you that in my well, it's got to be played loudly, block <laughs> capitals, as I go out of the church yes. on my way. So well, had to include it. So. Excellent. And that's that thread of, of friendship that goes all the way through, yeah. even back to, to the first hymn you've chosen. Yes. So, um, yeah. Excellent. So we will uh, um, sit again and, and listen to and Oh, you can and stand reflect. and dance. You, you can stand and dance if you like <laughs> um, to uh, Spirit in the Sky. And we'll give uh, Janet a round of applause. Thank you for joining us.